My name is Sonia Summers. I'm the CEO of Beauty Barrage and Shielded Beauty. What I love about beauty is that everyone has their own interpretation. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Welcome to Beauty is Your Business. I am your co-host, Jessica Quick, joined by my business colleague and co-host, Denise Dente. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Today's episode, we get to dive into best practices that are happening at the retail space, as well as how to really execute a launch so well that you get recognized by WWD, which is exactly what our guest today has done. Welcome, Sonia. Hi, how are you? I'm so thrilled to be here. We are excited to talk with you. And obviously, as CEO of two companies, we have a lot of a lot of really exciting conversation to have and really for us getting to dive into where you are in the retail space and the best practices that you have, as well as really launching a new product line and winning some amazing awards. We have a lot to unpack. So what we'd love to do to get started is really hear a little bit about you and how you started in this industry and how you got to found Beauty Barrage and Shielded. Oh my gosh. So it is a long story, which I will make short, but I think it's pretty interesting. Originally from New York City, and when you are in the beauty industry in New York City, at least when I was growing up, everybody in New York is super focused, right? All about growth and trying to reach the top, (laughs) which I'm very competitive, and that's exactly what I was doing. I was working for Avon. While I was there, I was got a call from a brand called Do Up Cosmetics. And at the time, they were like the very first lip plumper. And they were disrupting the industry in the lip category. And they said, hey, do you want to come out here and help us really make a dent in retail? I didn't have any experience in retail. I had it with Avon and that model was super different. And I thought, hey, why not do that? So I did. I ran up to California. I became a VP. And, you know, the idea was to get the brand from 2 million to 18 million in two years. So I did it in a year and then six months or so. The way that I did it, I got grazed really early. I was running around going all over the place and really trying to make sure how I can create a win-win with all of these different retailers so that the brand could really come alive in store. So I've always been that marketing and sales head, right? So from there, we did really well. Then they found an investor. And then I welcome to California. Everybody has an exit strategy, right? So I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Nothing I was used to. So I went to Valiant Pharmaceuticals because I started getting used to playing tennis in the winter and getting a nice sunburn and sending the pictures to my friends in New York. <laughs> and I did the same thing there. They asked me to come in and join them and bring Kinery skincare into retail. And at the time, it was only in the pharma space. So I thought, wow, what a great opportunity. I've got the whole direct-to-consumer side with the Avon business model. I've got the retail side with Duop. And now I'm going to learn the physician side, the physician dispense side, but also making my entree into retail with this new brand. And Courtney Cox was the face of the brand at the time. And we became number one at Sephora really fast. 
I did this all in a year's time. We went from 11 million to $38 million in one year. So after that, they sat me down, Sonia, time to get rid of your marketing department. We're going to sell. Can you help us do that? And I was like, crap, not again. So here I am, these companies that I'm in keep selling off because I'm doing a great job. Then I thought, you know what? That's it. I am done. I am not going to work for anybody else anymore because I'm not going back to New York. (laughs) I got way too used to the weather. And so that's when I started Beauty Strategy Group, actually. And I started helping brands get into retail because I had made these great connections with all of the buyers. From there, the buyers started asking for help in store and also help with education. And I thought, oh, hell no, I am not going to take on a field team. That is no way. So here is a PL. This is what it's going to cost you on what you're gonna to need to go into store. And then that's when they were like, wow, so this is a lot of money for a startup. So can we have you do this for a while for us and hire and do all of that? And I thought, oh my God, no way. So I started to really look for something out there and I couldn't find anything. All I found were these staffing companies or you know, where they throw bodies out there. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am not gonna give my baby off to someone who doesn't care, right? Who could leave me for another dollar, someone who I have to count on being there, but there really doesn't have any skin in the game. So I thought, oh, no way. I'm going to have to either really get on this and make sure these brands succeed. So I hired a few people. I made this whole different model where today we do all of the education. We include strategies in everything that we do in the retail space. And we're guiding all of these brands. We even have a recruiting team. We have a sales team that makes sure that we're challenging our people and holding them to the goals that we're supposed to have out there. We even have account managers that manage these accounts for brands. I mean, one of my first brands that we got was a very small indie brand and then Glam Glow came along. So it's everything. We work with small brands to very, very large brands. We grew very quickly and I'm doing all the talking. No, that's absolutely okay, because I think this is what's very interesting with your business, and specifically Beauty Barrage will definitely jump into Shielded as well, but you have this wealth of retail experience, and so we would love to understand a little bit more when you have a brand that comes to talk to Beauty Barrage about using your services, having that staff education, in-store support. What are some of the things that you wish these brands had already done by the time they've talked with you? What are some of the early things you help guide brands to have ready before they enter retail? So, you know, retail is the one thing that you almost have to be careful what you wish for. There's a lot of brands that want to go into retail and they are so not ready. And you see that. You see them be in store one year and the next year they're not even there anymore. So I always say the easy part is getting in. The hard part is staying in, right? And then even growing from there. So what we've done is we've created a checklist for brands that we work with. And I take everything on more from a marketing or a very strategic point of view. I think about we are part of the brand's team. So we need to understand what that marketing plan looks like with the retailer. When are you going to be on the Magalog? What does the animation look like in store? What does your display look like? Are you going to have samples for the customer now because of the whole touch, no touch type of environment that we're living in today? So those are all of the things. Plus, we need to know about gratis 
And what are you going to give the store so that they remember you and sell for you when we're not in store, right? So those are very important. We want to know about any clinical studies. Number one, the customer is so educated today than ever before, right? So they're coming in, they know exactly what they want. You've got to hope that they will take some time and talk to you about a new product or something else that will complement whatever it is that they're buying. Because when we're in store, we are building relationships. We want to help the customer find what they came in to look for. And then maybe ask some questions and do some fact finding because it's a little bit of detective work. Well, if you have oily skin, then this product is probably not for you. And let me tell you why. Or this product would be really good for you also. And we try not to the basket, but never with anything that doesn't make sense for the customer. We always want to make sure our customer trusts us as an expert. So that's our job. So your checklist, let's go back to that a little bit. What is the process? So let's say there's a brand that wants to go into retail. Do you actually take them into retail, meaning create that introduction? Or once they're in retail and they're interested in awareness, trial, and sell-through, is that when they come to you? So when does a brand come to you? When do you give them that checklist? And what services do you provide to them? You know, we used to do the sell-in to retail, and then that was what Beauty Strategy Group was. And then it would be Beauty Barrage who goes into the store. Well, Beauty Barrage kind of blew up into the tail that wags the dog. And now we have maybe one or two brands that we still work with in that capacity of introducing two brands into retailers. In fact, I refer them out to the real deal people that I know can help. We don't do that anymore. It's just, it's too much work to do both well. And I've always been in the camp of do one thing and do one thing really well. And that's what we're doing at Beauty Barrage and making sure that there is success in store after you have gotten in. So really it's the sell through part, which obviously is really critical. So to your point earlier, you get the sell in or a brand says, yes, I'm in Sephora, I'm in Ulta, I'm in XYZ retailer. Now I've got to get off the shelf because we all know the health of the business and staying on shelf is about sell-through. Beauty Barrage is really that sell-through weapon and tool to help a brand sell-through. What are the two or three pieces that are non-negotiable, must-have, that really set a brand up for success in your opinion? I think it's sampling. I think sampling is very important. That is a must have. The customer needs to try. Sample sell. I've said this. I've always said this. And I know a lot of people believe this. And it's for good reason, right? That's why sampling business is up too. People want to try. Even sample boxes are a big thing these days. People want to try before they buy. And they're open to buying as long as it works or it's something that fits into their regimen. Another thing that's very big for us, and we're very different than any anything out there, is that we educate our team every single month. Because if you can imagine, if you have someone going into store for your brand once a month, even twice a month, do you really think they're going to have all that recall? Do you really think that they're going to remember all of the great things about the brand every single time they go in? No. And when I was in the on the brand side, I recall that the field team gets trained that one time that they come in on the whole ethos of the brand as well as every product. Then every time that they have a new product, that's when they get more training. But on the new product. 
So how do you expect you know them to get any better or to really have that really great recall? So that's why we do it every single month. And it's not always the same thing. We do rallies, we do challenges, we do wins. And then we always invite the brand to come in and join us with their uh, education people or even their salespeople so that they can see the team that's representing them in store and how we speak and how we represent them in store. So that's really non-negotiable. That's If you're not going to buy into that, then we can't help you. The other thing, too, is we definitely need to know what your marketing plan looks like in store. If we don't have that and you run, and trust me, I say this, and these are all things that we do as we learn, as we've been in this business, right? We have come across these challenges and every year we tweak and tweak and tweak. So anybody that wants to try and catch up with us, good luck to you because we are way over here. And it's all based on the things that we're seeing in store, right? So that's important to us. We've seen where a brand launched a product. We didn't know. We found out when we were in store and we're like, okay, we should have known this a good four weeks ago. Everyone would have been trained and maybe even have samples and we could speak to it and help the launch be bigger in store. Same thing is with the retail calendar. Like I mentioned, you need to know if you have an offer going on online. And is it online only? Because that happens a lot. I know this. So if that's the case, then we don't go in store that week or we have gifts with purchases. If it's that kind of a landscape, like if it's a department store in Ulta, stores are different. We know every single store. We work from Bergdorf to Walgreens. So we kind of know how to navigate in every space. I would love to know a little bit more about the sample piece, because obviously, you know, that was kind of your first piece. Samples absolutely are must have. So with obviously the big conversation around sustainability and single use plastics, and then of course, now with no touch, no contact, what are you seeing in the way of samples or what are you advising brands to do for samples within the retail space? So we are always looking to advise our brands to do something as sustainable as possible when they're doing sampling. There's a lot of materials out there that are that are sustainable. There's also a problem with what the supply chain, right? So, <laughs> you know, we're kind of in a really tricky spot. You get kind of almost what you get. I hate to say that, but it's the truth. And you will see that while there's a lot of talk about sustainability, and I believe in it wholeheartedly, the customer doesn't always care. I'm just always going to be honest and upfront about what I know. And that's the truth. The customer wants to try. I would say that there's a really high average of customers that are fine using testers again. That's happening in store now. And that's fine. We clean everything before. We clean everything after. We follow every little guideline to do that. And that's what we do. But sometimes they want to take it home. They want to try. And in this no-touch environment, I can give you an example of a, you know, we launched a brand during the pandemic. And that brand is like a killer brand. Everybody knows Beekman 1802. So we launched them in August of 2020. And that's like in the middle of like everything being wrapped up in the store and you couldn't touch anything and everybody's got the masks on, even though, you know, whatever, every county's different right now. We couldn't necessarily touch people. We didn't want to touch people. There are people that wanted to touch us, wanted to touch product. But then what we ended up doing is we created this no touch demo And the way we were able to execute this was with sampling because 
it made us use the samples with the customer in store without touching them. They were able to do whatever they wanted to do with that product or actually follow our guidance. And it was really much more helpful for retention to the customer and sales because they knew how to use it when they got home. They remembered, usually what do we do when we meet people in store? You know, we're trying to build connections. We sit them down. Oh my God, your hair is so great. Okay, I'm going to put a little bit of this on your side over here. Oh, you smell so great. What is that? Oh, you have kids? You know, we start having those kinds of conversations. But now, and we've learned, and I keep saying this is the goodie that we've learned during the pandemic. If there's anything good that came out of it, it's this no-touch demo. They have a sample. We have a sample. Or we have our tester. And we show them, okay, so now what you're going to do is smooth it out on your hands. You're going to make it go in. Do you smell that? Do you feel that? That's this ingredient that's doing that. That's what this is happening. What you're going to feel when you go home, and this is how you apply it, and you make sure you warm it up in your hand, and you're going to follow this whole presentation of how to use the brand, they remember that. They never had that before. And that to me is like a good nugget of gold that I just gave everybody. But that's what we do in store. And that's what works. And customers love it. And we're getting a really, really, really great reception to that. And a lot of great questions that come out of it too. I think one of the things that brands always struggle with is how do I afford to do this? So they get the product in place they get the agreement to have the product on shelf. They know that they need sell-through. But then how do I afford to do it? What should I expect my ROI to be? So how do you help overcome that concern when a brand says, I know I need the beauty barrage services. I know I need people in store. How do you measure success? How do you provide a brand feedback and so forth? Oh, you're probably going to hate my answer. If you don't have a budget for any of these things, you have no business being in retail. You just don't. There is so much noise out right now, and you can't expect the retailer to do all the work for you. Those days are gone. Now the retailer expects you to have a community that you have built online, on social, however, to come to their house and shop there. So... What I do tell the ones that don't have a huge budget but understand that they need to do something is to, you know, like I mentioned before, we walk in with testers. So we'll have testers, we'll let, you know, we clean, we make sure, and they can try it there in store. Every single one of our people has a smartphone, so they are able to go on. And we have this internal repository of information for our people so they can go in pick up all the reviews and show the customer. They can also show videos of the product before and afters and things like that to really help sell if the customer is very interested. So they have all of the tools available to them that way. Those are also very key tools for us in store. We have to have information on the brand. We have to make sure that we have good reviews. If you can't pay for uh, some company to send out all your product and get reviews back, then you have to send it to as many people as you can who can also send it out to their friends and family and have them do reviews because reviews are big. The customer's coming in and going, yes, it's got really good reviews. I kind of want to try it. I want to smell it. I want to do this. I want to do that. So you've got to be there to answer all the questions and have those samples the other thing I say is instead of maybe going out to all of the doors, I usually tell the brands when I work with them is like, let's do an 80-20 rule. Just because you're in a thousand doors doesn't mean you have to go to all 1,000. I mean, there's 
most of your bread and butter is coming from this segment. And that's all that the retailer cares about, right, to sell through. So if anything, we, we make it a smaller handful of doors sometimes to start to show that this will indeed work. And then it grows out from there. Sonia, I do love that you're very direct and honest. And I think in the space that we are with this advising brands and working with them to impact their retail sales and make them better, you do have to be honest and what the customers are really doing and what they really want. And I, I love that you, you're not afraid to, to tell it. So thank you for that. Okay, so you have Beauty Barrage, you're very well equipped to understanding the retail space and working within it. And then obviously it looks like you feel that there's a gap, a white space in the market. You see something missing and you go essentially to the drawing board and decide to develop your own brand. Can you walk us through kind of how you came about with Shielded and what was it that was missing in the marketplace that you really felt the need and the capabilities to go and fill? I am definitely a person that cannot sit on my hands. Anybody who's ever worked with me knows that I'm very competitive. I love winning for, for the brands that we work for. I love winning for my own company. I love wins for my amazing team. So when this happened with the shutdown, I thought, oh my God, you know, I had all these people sitting at home. Lord knows I paid them because I felt horrible. We didn't know about PPPs then or any of that stuff. It was a terrible, horrible time. I just kept thinking, how is it that everybody's just creating hand sanitizers, right? So everybody and their mother, which I thought was great, was, you know, making uh, hand sanitizers. And I, well, what about the rest of our skin? What about my face? What about my hair? What about my body? So when I go outside, the only thing I have to worry about is my hands to clean when I come into the house or to sanitize. How do I protect myself for real? So I kept thinking, there's no skincare out there that's antimicrobial, is there? And so I started doing a lot of research and I found that that was a huge hole. And how is it then this great, big, beautiful industry that we are a part of, that hasn't happened yet? It's like a little shocking to me. Like I said, I can't sit around. And it was perfect timing for me to really find as much research as I could, speaking to chemists who kept telling me, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. And I don't take no for an answer. You should talk to my husband. <laughs> I kept thinking, well, can't you encapsulate it? Can't you do this? So there has to be a way. Can you suspend it here? Maybe it's um, in the delivery system. So that was when I finally was able to discover what we could put together and we patented it. I used only things that were important to me and understanding the trends and understanding what is important to the customer. Because it's not so much about like, what do I want to create? It's like, where is the white space? I speak to enough buyers every single day to understand that they are sick of like somebody saying, oh, I have a great skincare brand that's going to be better than this one. Well, there's a lot of beautiful brands out there, but I didn't need to add to any of that. I needed to add something that was missing. And for me, it was Shielded Beauty. And Shielded Beauty has antimicrobial properties from natural ingredients. So we've made it at such a high level that it does kill germs. 
And everything that we did with the brand is to make sure that it's super methodical. So when you wake up in the morning, we have a prebiotic cleanser. So you're feeding your face all that good bacteria. Then before you leave the house, you have this amazing moisturizer that has our Guardian Complex that is patent pending. I kept saying patented, it's patent pending, which is smells amazing too, because you know what? I got sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? <laughs> so during the pandemic, I wanted my brand to be colorful. I wanted my brand to be fragrance free, but I wanted it to smell good and give me a good mood lifter and energy. And so that's what it does. It just gives us energy, it kills germs, and it makes sure that it nourishes your skin because let's face it, I deal with some of the best beauty brands out there. I have good product at home. So my skincare brand better be great too. And so what I did is I made sure that all of the peptides and antioxidants and all of that stuff was in there so that it did all of those great things. And I put my money where my mouth is and I did clinicals, not just for consumer perception, but also for instrumentation. I had like 100%, 90 plus percent significant results. And that makes me happy because I like to, you know, put my money where my mouth is and really put something out there that does work. So steering that conversation towards moving from developing product, right? So you developed something that you saw white space for. Now, how do you bring it to market? And you have won some amazing awards doing that. I believe you won the WWD Best Launch Award. So how do you go about taking the concept from concept to launch? And what are some of the things that you did to launch in a successful manner? I'm lucky enough to know enough, right? Being in this industry. I've been in this industry for a very, very long time, launching brands and making other companies successful. So it was my turn. I knew that clinicals were going to be important. So when I talk about my brand, I have to show that it works. I know what buyers are looking for, so I couldn't just put something else out there. And that was part of that. So everything is digital now. If you think about back in the day when we were doing magazine ads, it's everything is digital. Everything is TikTok. Everything is Instagram. Everything is all of that. So actually, we just started doing all of that. I launched in the end of August. I went to Cosmoprof. We got the Editor's Pick Award there, which was amazing for me. New Beauty picked us. And New Beauty, to me, is one of the best magazines out there because it is truly about the science, right? So they totally get it. And then they picked us up, too, for one of their, actually, two of their subscription box and offers. And then right after that, I applied for the Innovation Award, which we won also. So that was really cool, the Independent Beauty Innovation Award. And then there were brands that wanted to, like Tula, like big brands. So I was like, wow, look at me. They recognized this, and I was super excited about that. Well, also, while I was doing all of that, I was meeting with all the buyers. And the reaction that I was getting from the buyers was, just amazing. It was so great to see how they were reacting to the brand, how they love the packaging, how they love the idea of the brand. And the fact that it's really, it might be an antimicrobial brand, but the fact is that it's really a microbiome brand. It was the buzzword of the year, right? And that's actually what we won was the best microbiome award for that time. So that was super exciting for us. And now that we're getting ready to enter retail, which is crazy, 
because we're not even six months old, or we are, now we're six months old. I wanted to make sure that I really put in a marketing budget and I am self-funded. So everything that I do, I'm spending the money on that's going to be delivered to everyone. So from newsletters with all of these other big media outlets, that's what we're doing. We're doing a lot of TikTok. We're doing a lot of giveaways on Instagram. We're doing collabs with brand partners, believe it or not, my brand partners for Beauty Barrage. So I think that this industry is so amazing because there's such great people in it that really want to see you succeed, that work together. You know, they get it. Those are the the little levers that we're pulling right now to make this a success. I absolutely love this. And I love that you stepped us through that. So thank you. Because even just kind of as you were going through it, just capturing the fact that you launched with going after awards, getting into subscription boxes, being omni-channel, so D2C, B2B, that type of thing, having a budget, knowing how you were going to spend it, and then this last bit with digital and specifically the collabs piece, I think is big. And I know with Denise and I, we find this a lot. There are a lot of people out there willing to support you, and you would be really surprised. And especially because beauty can be so niched, that you can go and be alongside another beauty brand because the target audience that they're serving, it complements yours or their product complements yours. And I love the fact that you just kind of really went out there and said, how do I build on the network I have? How do I push through the relationships and those brands that I already know and love and work together? And we find the same. So many people are willing to say yes if you just ask. So I love your kind of step-by-step of that launch. I think it was very well-deserved for that award. Thank you so much. You know, at the end of the day, this brand is about giving you peace of mind when you walk out the door. There's going to be a new strain every single day. But at the same time, if you know that you're protecting your skin while you're, you know, got all those anti-aging or glow and all that, all the wonderful beauty things that we love, then I did my job. So Sonia, I know that, you know, from New York, you can't sit still, obviously running two different companies, you probably have very little free time, but just curious, you know, if you have a few extra minutes in your day, what do you do that gives you joy that it brings all of your pieces together? So I'm Puerto Rican. So I am your Hispanic girl from New York or New Rican girl. I like to cook. I love to dance when I clean. I do my own stuff, you know? So when I'm cleaning, I got the music going, I'm cooking. It's all about family, right? I have an 11 year old son. I have two stepdaughters that are in their twenties, but, and they live in London right now. You know, it's all family. We were just all together for Christmas. And I don't know, whatever families do, that's what we do. And that's super important to me. Keeps me sane. (laughs) You sure have a lot going on. You are a very busy lady. And uh, I am curious, Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting. Brands do want to figure out a path forward and how they're going to go about launching and supporting retailers and getting education going as we continue to open up and so forth. So if brands do want to reach out to you or if people do want to connect with you and learn more about Shielded, what's the best way they can do that? Just reach out to me on my email address. It's Sonia, S-O-N-I-A, at Beauty Barrage with two R's on Barrage. 
Great. And if they wanted to come to you with some questions and so forth, is that something that you sit down and do with them? Do you do a little bit of analysis and intake and decide whether or not they're ready to move in the direction? Or how do you go about that? You know, it's always about, you know, dating before you get married, right? So (laughs) we always have a call, an exploratory call. And then if they come on board, we have a whole onboarding process that my team has developed and make sure that we check every box and are super ready to go out there to represent them and, you know, make it happen in store. Well, that's great. This has been really enjoyable to hear about the multi-prong approach that you're taking to both help brands sell in and sell through and how you've launched your own brand. I'm sure there's a lot more that we could cover in the future, but thank you so much for your time today. And I do hope people will reach out to you. I think that you've got a lot of information that you can share with them. So thank you so much, Sonia, for being on the show today. Thank you so much. This was so fun. This has been Beauty Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.